Craft Beer Radio, episode 497. This is Friday, April 19th, 2019. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the internet's longest-running beer podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Greg. And we got some uh, Depeche Mode playing us in. Thank you, guys. Yeah, let me fade it down. You just That's enough. Yeah. Fair use. Well, I want you to keep uh, keep my sound up in uh, case I need okay. it for some reason. Oh, okay. That's a good point. You never know when the soundboard needs to strike. It, sometimes it, stri- <laughs> it sometimes, strikes my fancy. Sometimes the soundboard strikes your fancy. Sometimes your fancy strikes the soundboard. Mm. Ooh, that's dirty. <laughs> Let's do some Elvis juice. Elvis juice! This is from BrewDog. This is part of their Amplified series. Uh, basically, they put grapefruit in an, in an IPA. Oh. Uh, 6.5% alcohol by volume. The IBU are 60. Malts are extra pale and caramalt. Hops are... Interesting. Amarillo, Citra, Magnum, Mosaic, and Simcoe. And the ingredients? Water, malted barley, grapefruit, orange, hops, and oh. yeast. Okay. It's about two and a half months old. Smells like uh, fruit oil, citrus oil, mm-hmm. particularly grapefruit and orange oil. Yeah, it definitely has a really bright orangey and grapefruit, like fresh grapefruit skin. Like you said, the oils, but part of the grapefruit peels. I've been playing around with uh, cocktails and I've been missing Dumb of me, I know, but I've been missing. Oh, you can, you can uh, get the peel in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Use a micro grater, mm-hmm. and there's so much flavor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have um, a couple things. One of the, like the zester I have mm-hmm. on the it's for it's it's for normal cooking, but on the back it has kind of a gouge, so you can gouge out like a long curly thing yeah. too. I've done that before with like oranges in like uh, Manhattan or something like mm-hmm. that, but yeah. but just getting like lime zest into something, yeah. ooh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. there's a lot of power in there. Yep. This does smell good. That's a really like bright fresh fruit aroma. Mm-hmm. The color is uh, it's kind of uh, bronze with a little bit of haze. I wouldn't call it a hazy Mm-mm. IPA. No, just a little bit chill haze. Or the other stuff that's in there. Or, you know, like a oil from mm-hmm. the fruit haze. On to the flavor. Kind of that fruit. Um, the volatile oils from the fruit are really leading the flavor. Hops are in there, too. It's a fairly malty IPA. It has a nice malt backbone to it. The um, Those fruit oils are dominating the flavor. Kind of just coat your mouth and stay there. I guess that's the so they used um, extra pale, but they also used caramel. So I guess they they were definitely going mm-hmm. for some body there. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be much dimensionality to this one. It tastes fine it, and and really good, mm-hmm. but there's um, I don't say let me clarify that not really good. It tastes really it tastes good. Yeah. So um, but. That's, but there's no, yeah, there's nothing special about it. Mm-hmm. I'd almost want to see it without the, without these oils and 
Because I do like a multi IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like like a link to like the lost evolutionary beer tree of fruited IPAs. <laughs> Where did they all go? They all went into Elvis juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um this used to remember this was everything for like a summer. Yeah. Well, hey, one company made a billion dollars off of it. Or it got sold for a billion dollars. Yeah. That would get that would kickstart the gold rush. Mm, that was sort of more the of like the culmination. Yeah, maybe. The the hops, as I said, were Amarillo, Citra, Magnum, Mosaic, and Simcoe, and f- so the beer is two and a half months old. So mm-hmm. hops may have faded a bit, or they might have always been like kind of indiscernible behind the fruit. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking, because the those fruit oils are really there and. I wouldn't be able to tell you what else is going on in this hot yeah. I mean, it's just... Anything that I can think I can taste, it's easily it's easy for me to say, oh, well, that's just the fruit that's doing that. Yep, I'm with you. But it's perfectly serviceable and perfectly drinkable. I wouldn't have a problem with this in my glass. It's just... You want to... We have higher expectations on yeah. the craft beer radio. Yeah, well, I mean, there are, there are other interesting things on the table that, that I'm really, mm-hmm. really want to get to. And so this just feels like almost um, like an aperitif. <laughs> it's like a sherbet, you know, right before. Sherbet, sherbet, sherbet. I, I guess it's pronounced sherbet, but I always say sherbet because it's spelled sherbet. But it should be pronounced sherbet. And is sorbet, like, technically different from sherbet? I think they are. I okay. do not know how. I have no idea how. Maybe one has maybe milk or sugar added. Mm, I don't know. I, I have no idea. But I think that they are, but I could be wrong. But again, I have no idea how. I'm figuring out where I want to take our palates next. Well, we have two sour with two sours. With fruit. This is also a, yeah, these are three the, sours. Yeah, I wonder if the victory we should do next before we get all tanged up. Okay. All right, so picked up a new, new-to-me brand of beer from Victory called the No-Brainer IPA. It has a hop atom, hoptinium maybe, on the... <laughs> On the label. The nucleus is a hop and surrounding it in um, in the uh, in the Rutherford model. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe there are lupulin glands. Uh, is our little dots. They're either electrons or lupulin glands. I'm not sure which. There, There's actually equations on here. Oh, yeah? AR equals V over W. T stop minus T step. What? <laughs> Greg's gonna have to hate this beer because the equations are nonsense. I can't read. I... Two spot for me. Do you have a magnifying glass? Uh, yes, somewhere. I don't know if I want to drag the shield. Here, just here, just I'll, I'll use this. 
Oh, that's what I was looking for, actually. <laughs> okay. Greg's using his, the like the jeweler. It's not a jeweler loop, but the magnifying headset. T stop minus T start over T start minus T stop. Yeah. That is the HR degree per minute. Okay. So we have a beer with geeky equations and a hop atom on the front. It's an IPA. It's called No Brainer. When you smell it, it smells kind of dank and even a little woody. It's. Hmm. The malts are Pilsner and Kara Pils. It's going to be a lighter. Uh, Pilsner, okay. Lighter uh, terms of the body. Hops are. Uh, Mandarina, Citra, Centennial, and Azaka. Interesting hop blend. 6.8% percent. percent. I'll call it by volume according to their website. Percent percent? Percent percent. Yeah, Yeah. that Pilsner malt is giving it a. So knowing that it's a Pilsner helps kind of set it in place a little bit. It's Um, not a Pilsner, it's an IPA. Pilsner malt, though. Mm hmm. Helps set it in place because I was attributing some of that like woodiness to I don't know what, and I wouldn't necessarily describe Pilsner as woody. And now that I know it's Pilsner, it doesn't smell quite as woody. It's an interesting set of aromas. What do you got? Okay, they say something. Their propri- our proprietary Hopvic technology. Sings all natural American hops, slings all natural American hops that open up aromas and flavors that complement any occasion. I wonder what this proprietary hop vic technology mm. is. Don't know. No brainer. Yeah, it's so. I mean, I'm getting kind of. Cracker and a little sulfur on the aroma. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of orange. <clears throat> I think I got this one, House of a Thousand Beers. It's more... It, it's paler than most. It's very clear. So it, it almost looks Pilsner-esque in terms of its mm-hmm. color. Right. <clears throat> Enjoy by. It has a Pilsner thing going on because it ends pretty dry, with uh, with a little bit of a limestone thing. But there's like essence of orange and a little bit of grapefruit at the end too. Uh, pretty easy drinker. Goes down really smooth for six point eight percent. That's. Yeah. It's a pretty smooth. Yeah, this one's Best by July, so it should be well within mm-hmm. its life. Um, has it's it, the the body and the kind of the mouthfeel makes me feel like a session IPA or calorie reduced beer or something like that. See, but not it's, to but me. It's, but at six point eight percent, it's not really. I mean, unless. It feels to me more like an imperial pilsner. Does it seem like a brute? Does it seem like they thin the body out with some enzymatic activity or something? 
No. No? Okay. That's the weird thing. I think it's I, I think it's the, the water and the the Pilsner okay. malt. I mean, I don't know how much I would have called this without knowing this information, right? I mean how right. would I say? But this this reminds me of flavors that I get from Imperial Pilsners where you get yeah, this no. kind of similar I mean, things going on. Almost any IPA with Pilsner malt is the as the base malt mm-hmm. is going to remind you of Imperial Pills. I'm guessing Imperial Pills don't sell very many beer. No, it doesn't sell beer on its own, so you might as well call it an IPA. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of selling our Imperial Pills, let's just call it an IPA. It is kind of a no-brainer when you think about it. <laughs> figured it out we did we figured out the name so we're just as no-brained as the guys at victory no that's if that's the case then it's clever uh it's it's a decently drinkable it has it has some interesting character if you're expecting an ipa because when it's... i start thinking imperial pills i enjoy the beer better i think it's a better imperial pills than an ipa but you know most of their beer buying audience mm-hmm. isn't going to differentiate that finally I mean, if you're just drinking this to to pass the time, mm-hmm. it's it's perfectly acceptable and fine. Um, it's not; it, it it doesn't linger too long. So it's good. It's good. All right. So our next beer is a beer where all the words are really hard to read. This is oh, you're doing that one. Okay, this is from other half. This is their double mmm fruit dream. Double mmm fruit dream. Which uses dragon fruit, passion fruit, vanilla, and coconut. This is a Berliner Weiss. 7% alcohol by volume. Looks fruited. Pours almost like a rose like a like a rose or something. Yeah, look at that color. That is. <laughs> like a grenadine, <laughs> grenadine with um, club soda, but that smells like a Berliner Weiss. Yeah, you're getting kind of a tangy, almost yogurty type mm-hmm. tart aroma to it. A little mushroomy. Hmm. I wasn't thinking mushroom. I was thinking it was like kind of a little minerally. Thinking like shiitakes or something, some something woody. Hmm. Now some of the fruits coming through. Yeah. And the tang. Probably passion fruit. Mm-hmm. Brewed with lactose as well, by the way. Coconut, dragon fruit, lactose, passion fruit, vanilla. Is that it? That's all. That's it. And souring agent. And it was kettle soured. Has a bit of a fruit cocktail type taste to it. Going when you take a sip, you go through. Mm, okay. And the tartness is nice. It has a bunch of fruit acidity that goes with the lactic acidity. At first I thought, oh, it's kind of simple, but then it kinda of opened up and mm-hmm. it went in, in a couple different directions. And that was nice. Let's see if it stays nice. Sometimes these nice things are like, they're nice for a mm-hmm. sip or two, and then they're like, 
All right, I'm getting overwhelmed. Passion fruit is really playing a big part in the flavor, too. It almost has kind of a passion fruit cocktail juice type flavor to it. Like, overall, that's like the mm-hmm. main thing I'm getting. I worry a lot when lactose is added because sometimes it gets things super sweet uh, and overly sweet. And mm-hmm. so far, that's not been the case. So far, it's, it feels like it's balancing um, the the tartness in favor of the tartness. Right, the, the point of the balance is actually to not totally balance it out. You don't want to equal it. You want to keep the tartness there, but just not have it overpowering. I like it. It's, I do too. It's just mm. kind of giving. It's giving mostly one thing, and the, since the tartness. Is is part of that thing? It's hard to get around it, you know, and get nuance because it's pretty bold, pretty bold flavor. Well, it feels like it like starts out kind of almost Jolly Rancherish, but then mm-hmm. as you let it sit, mm-hmm. other things emerge. Like I, I taste dragon fruit in there. Okay. Um, I believe I taste the vanilla. I haven't. Picked the up passion fruit is, is is pretty strong. Oh, yeah, there's definitely... Vanilla. I even taste the coconut. I tasted the coconut there. Hmm. It's all on the end. It's all as you breathe over it and sort of let it sit that, mm-hmm. it, that it evolves. And you start to kind of... And it starts to dimensionalize. Okay, so that's it. I got some of the coconut. Almost like coconut milk is how I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. Coconut milk or coconut... Oil or like a coconut, you know, the solid coconut oil. I don't know. Okay. See, I didn't taste that. I tasted kind of in the late taste. I got kind of a coconut milk type thing. It was in the liquid with it. Still not picking out the dragon fruit. But hopefully I get there. It's the other half. What is this called? Double. Double mmm. Double mmm fruit. Dream. Man, can they make that any harder to read on the label? White on pink. <laughs> in cursive. <laughs> Double mmm fruit I, I dream. I know, I know. I got old eyes, man. Leave me alone. Well, I did need the magnifying This is the first time I need magnifying glass to look at something, but look at where this yeah. was on the lid. I mean, that's hard to read. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's, it's the same color as the background. Mm-hmm. Blends right into it. The text is small too, and it's yeah. like I just don't think they really want to expect anyone to ever read it. Yeah, well, they were wrong. Science nerd like me is going to be all right. What well, is that? <laughs> Jeff is now now. These are the these are the goggles I bought for. A Rick costume, like after season one of Rick and Morty, before mm-hmm. Rick and Morty got popular. Right. And I was getting like various science things. Mm-hmm. And then I had no use for it. But I, I was use, like, I use them regularly yeah. when I was I'm soldering like, and stuff. Well, you probably have a good use for it. So. I do, yeah. I wanted to get different focal length things. These are expensive, these inserts. Really? Yeah. I mean, not, not like expensive, expensive, but like if you want to get a set of them. You're going like sixty bucks for like three of them. I think I I knew to get those for you when I saw your thing with your the the thing that holds the magnifying glass in oh. place. Yours, oh, the helping hand. hands. Yeah. yeah, 
No, like, yeah, I use those, especially since I got my 40-year-old mm-hmm. eyes. They Those really come in handy. Uh, if you don't know exactly what we're talking about, think of Ghostbusters 2 <laughs> when she's dealing with a painting in the beginning, Sigourney Weaver. Okay. And she's wearing those. Basically, these things that go over your head and they pop down and they have magnifying glasses in front of them. So you can see... Yeah, they look kind of like goggles, but... Really yeah. weird goggles. But you can see that in 3D with that mm-hmm. with that magnification and without having to use your hands for it. Yeah. So it's very useful. Yeah, they certainly are nice. Double mmm. Double mmm. So you get a mmm first when you get the sort of tangy, almost Jolly Rancher thing. Mm-hmm. And then to me, if you... Especially if you not go, not do that much, but basically just let it sit. Uh, things aerosolize, and I, I'm tasting jiving fruit there. Yeah, I got used to the tartness, and the fruit came more alive mm-hmm. once you get kind of acclimated to the tartness. So the beer actually. I didn't get all the different fruit flavors Greg got, but I definitely enjoyed it more because it, it didn't seem like just a sour like a sour patch kid it actually got mm-hmm. you could taste the sweetness in there you could taste some of the great fruit flavors and the fruit flavors were delivered fresh well pretty well pretty good application well it's about that time time to do your uh Week after Easter shopping, mm-hmm. so maybe you should go on to uh, the internets and go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Uh, in, the, in the pre-show, the, especially the, the boring first half of the pre-show, it talked about me learning how to do basic lockpicking and got my lockpick tools and stuff like that from... On Amazon? Amazon. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I've been meaning to get a set... I want to break into all the things, <laughs> but I haven't yet. So maybe I'll go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. I can do the, the, the practice locks relatively yeah, so, easily. So if they locked their stuff with the practice locks, mm-hmm. oh, you're no in. No problem. I, I was able to do my little desk at work, which is not meant to be anything special anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't. I have not been able to do the master lock that Jeff brought down, but I've only had 10 minutes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll get it. Can I take it and try it? Yeah, you can take it. Cool. Yep. So, don't lock your stuff with toy locks, or Greg mm-hmm. is in. Well, I mean, the whole point of locks is is to keep people honest. People honest people, people yeah. Uh, because yeah, I mean, I could go with a bolt cutter and cut up a master lock easy. So if I if I wanted to get into your place, mm-hmm. or and how many people you know, everyone's like, oh, my home was protected. Someone can throw a rock through the or. or kick the door down or something like that, right? I mean, if someone wants to get in, it's don't don't think your locks are protected. If you need a panic room after Greg scared the crap out of you, you can get one of those at craftyradio.com slash Amazon. That'd be cool if you could. <laughs> you can get a big gun wall and turn into a panic room. It's electric. Boogie, woogie, 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 woogie. <laughs> All right. All right, so we got three beers left. We got uh, we do. We have two sours left and a imperial stout. Yowie! Let's do this sour IPA with blueberries. 
blackberries. Blackberry peach sour double IPA. Mm-hmm. That's all? That's it? That's it. So this is um, this is Hudson Valley. They, we did a, a different beer that also had come in two different ways. This is their glycerin, which comes in blackberry peach and mango pineapple. This is their blackberry peach. Was this uh, sent to us by Mike? Yeah. So is the other half, I believe. Yep. Thank you, Mike. This thing pours... Even darker. This color. is almost... I mean, aside from the carbonation, it looks like wine, red wine. <laughs> but no, it doesn't, because it's hazy. Look <laughs> It is super murky. It's dark red. Mm. It is purpley red and murky hazy all in one. It looks like prune juice, almost. <laughs> Bad prune juice. It smells fantastic. <laughs> Blueberries. Lots of blueberries, even though I, I, there's not blueberries in it. There's blackberries and peaches, but first, now a peach. Whoa, now a super peach. The, the very first aroma was like blueberries, but. There's a peaches and cream thing going on in there. Yeah. They're, the blackberries come across like blackberry pie, like pie filling, like super sweet, not mm. tart or tangy, really, in the nose. God, this smells good. Double fruit sour, double IPA. With raw wheat, malted oat, milk sugar, blackberry, and peach puree hopped with mosaic. Hudson Valley Brewery. Thank you, Mike. Because we wouldn't get this other if you hadn't sent this to us. And Man, just the aroma is so good. The, so when you were saying blueberries earlier, it's reminding me of like the freeze-dried blueberries that you can get in like granola and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of how the blueberries are coming across. Or, not the, the blueberries, the the, the, the aroma peach. that yeah. smells like blueberries, yeah. Yeah, like, like that, the stuff that you get in the cereal that has blueberries mm-hmm. in it. Yep. The dehydrated freeze-dried ones, yep. Moving on to the flavor. Has a um, much more mild tartness than the last beer. But has a, it has, has a good balance to it, the tartness versus Ooh. the sweetness. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The tartness, it, it comes at you uh, at the end, or at least in the middle. Mm-hmm. It does, it's not direct like the uh, the other half was. This is, this is sort of a sneaky at first. <laughs> yeah, because it does have a, something, like the lactose is more apparent in this one. You know, it has more of a smooth body to it. It has, um, it's 8%. But it is a hazy IPA, right? So you can get some the mosaic. Or, I don't know mosaic specifically, but there is a hoppiness that's in there as well. It's mosaic. And you get it up front. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, but I'm saying, I, I'm not sure I'm tasting mosaic, but I'm tasting a hoppiness up front. And then it kind of gets rolled right into that blackberry peach thing. Two sips in and I'm loving it. Loving it. <clears throat> the aroma has a little bit of, like, think of like blackberry Greek yogurt or something like that. So there's a little bit of tang mm-hmm. in the aroma. Yeah, I think that now I do like flavored yogurt and stuff like that. So maybe this is is mm-hmm. like I think there's a little bit of a yogurt in it. In there, mm-hmm. yeah. 
which is fine. Like it, it is not like it doesn't taste like yogurt, but I think there's a bit of a mm-hmm. flavor there. Mm-hmm. But that's fine for me, and it's like almost like a frozen yogurt, even being okay. the, the way that you know there's yeah. a sweetness there and a little bit of tanginess. like a pie it does like it blackberry tastes like, peach pie tastes like a pie tastes like a pie man how we've gone from like shorts mm-hmm. <laughs> strawberry cream this is way better than that and that was amazing strawberry shorts cake because it like it tastes like but this is this yeah. is way better and mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if peach blackberry pies are a thing, but they should be. be. What you can do with beer these days, fantastic. Mm -hmm. There was a big thing in the news. I'm not sure what the deal is. So, Platform, no, they're opening a brewery here in Pittsburgh. Oh, good. But they Garfield and they um, just released a beer. Oh God, I hate Mondays. That was my Garfield joke, everybody. My Garfield joke. Is this thing on? You guys uh, like lasagna? They did a partnership with a local bakery. I'm a bad Pittsburgher for not knowing what, not recognizing a bakery, but the bakery must be known for making a burnt almond torta. Oh, yeah. Um, that this, It's like it was called the best cake in America. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Like Tenzies or Tenzies? Uh, Pertle? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So Platform did a beer, a burnt almond tort beer, in collaboration with the bakery. I didn't know about the best cake in America thing. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's a good cake. Like, okay. Yeah. I've had some, you know, Oakmont Bakery makes a pretty good burnt almond tort. Yeah, no, I'm, so, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes, it, I mean, it's a good cake. It, it's one of those things where once somebody thinks, once somebody declares that you have the best cake in America, mm-hmm. well, then everybody starts to imitate it, and suddenly yeah. you don't quite have the best cake in America anymore. But you have yeah. the archetype. Yep. So they did this beer. It was on. The, I was at the dentist yesterday, and it was on the news. They were at D's and like uh, interviewing people who had tasted the beer. Like on the news, and then uh, I saw today on Twitter, Hart was like, "This is the best Pittsburgh beer drama since Southern Tier opened." So I'm not sure exactly what story is. What's the story? Prantle. Prantle. Yeah. 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 So everyone's going gaga about the almond tort beer. Meanwhile, I'm thinking it's just going to be this cloyingly sweet creme brulee Southern Tier type thing. No, I mean, like, if you could do something like this, then no. This is a beer that you could introduce to people who don't like beer. Mm -hmm. They'd love it. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, this isn't beer. Mm -hmm. You'd say, this this is what beer can do. Yeah. Um, It's really interesting. Would you buy a six-pack of this? Well, you'd, you'd, you'd obviously buy a four-pack. I would share. It would be a four-pack, yeah. I would not open a can unless I was sharing it with a couple mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd get a four-pack of it, but it would, it, would, it would be saved for sharing. Yeah. 
Um, it's more of a dessert beer mm-hmm. because of the characteristics of it, but it is pretty fantastic. Make an ice cream float with it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's good. Wait, did you just say wow? Did you just call I've this said a wow a whole bunch? Did of you times just call and... this a wow beer? I didn't call it a wow beer. Okay. I said wow. Oh, okay. Well, that's the beginning of a wow beer. Is it a wow beer? Sure, it's a wow beer. But I mean, we've had plenty of wow beers. I okay. Mean, I don't. Th- I thought that, like yeah, we haven't really declared wow beers in like a couple years. What huh? like when in their two hundreds we were talking about wow beers? It's four ninety seven, man. <laughs> nothing, nothing excites us anymore. We're jaded. So things I, excite us, but we don't use so that that, that term. I talk about how I've been drinking more wine lately. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I mean, let me recap for the listeners. Like it's almost like a role playing game. Like like beer. Like I take so much grinding to to be excited or to find something new. Meanwhile, with wine, it's like an open, like a neophyte, and mm-hmm. everything I taste is like, wow, look at that. Wow, look at that. Oh, my God. So, like... Which is why we don't do wow beers anymore, because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. So, it, it's just interesting to, like, you know, to change it up. Like, I used to think there was no room in my sobriety or my liver for another another booze, you know, but now... I'm like, it's just yeah. measure your sobriety. Yeah. And just but I'm like, it. yeah, why? I'm like, I am... All in the wine, right? You know, lately, not all in the wine. Reds, yeah. mostly reds. But well, it's like me and cocktails. I've I've been yeah. playing around and enjoying them, and yeah, the same thing. But I've, yeah, wine yeah. can be very, very enjoyable. So we're going in a slightly different direction now, slightly by going into an imperial stout from Breakside Brewery. This is the oligarch from Breakside. Uh, is Breakside from Seattle? No, no, I don't think they are. I think of California, Oregon. They are, let's see. Duh, duh, duh. Oh no, it's covered up with a sticker. Oregon. Bend, Oregon. No, I, when I saw a Breakside, because I mean, I've seen Breakside winning medals at the GABF and stuff. I don't remember trying their beers out there or anything, but when I saw a Breakside on the shelf, I'm like, yeah, gotta grab that. 10.3% alcohol volume, 47 IBU. They call it two years in the making. It began as a single batch of British style Imperial Stout, evolved into a blend of our four fav- of our favorite barrels from four different batches of stouts, Asian barrels. So it's a blend from four different barrel aged stouts. This is the 2019 version. If there's multiple, who I know that smells. I think we had an Imperial Stout last week that was a bit on the disappointing side. You can smell the barrel in there. You can smell a lot of sweetness. Yeah, that's not the disappointing aroma, though. That is exactly what I want. Yeah, it's oaky. It is rich. There's a kind of a sweetness on there, like Greg said. This is pretty new. This was chocolatey, chocolate syrupy. There's oh really, that's funny. I didn't check the date on it because yeah, because the pearl Asian well, imperial stout March eighth is on the label. Yeah, okay, right. But what I'm saying is all the other not, beers. I mean, I mean, and I mean the label for where you bought it, not yeah. the label. Yeah, yeah. Itself. No, but what I'm saying is like 
you know, I spent so much time looking at beer labels. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw that Imperial stuff from Breakside, I'm like, I don't care if it's three years old. Right. <laughs> and it was, it was like the freshest beer that I picked up. <laughs> I'm just trying to see if there's any actual, uh, well, it says on the label 2019, right? Probably, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely 2019. It was, but but it was probably released at a certain time. And it's an Imperial Stout, so months really don't matter. Months do not matter, especially for a 10% mm -hmm. or almost 11%. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the philosophy. For this kind of no, beer, months don't matter. Three. So just aroma-wise. It smells like, you know, it's up there with, like, um, Black Tuesday or... You know, these giant, awesome Imperial Stouts. There's soy and there's smoke. A little bit of tobacco. Like a soy sauce, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Almost a little peatiness. Yeah. There's like a chocolate syrup thing in there as well. It's not mm -hmm. all... It's not all... A little... I mean, a little licorice. These are just sort of notes. I'm not like, yeah. suggesting that this will taste or, or even has licorice in it, but... Yeah, there's a smoked thing. I, I'm, I'm not getting peaty. I'm getting more of, I don't know, something like a cherry wood smoke or something like that. But It's picked up a lot of character from the barrels. Mm -hmm. Definitely vanilla. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Velvety, sweet, vanilla, oaky. Cin um, caramel cinnamon like <sighs> that is amazing <laughs> holy crap mm. <clears throat> let me have another sip <clears throat> are you kidding me so yeah there's um there's warming spices, like Jeff said, cinnamon, nutmeg. Mm -hmm. There's uh, some sort of coffee and chocolate. And a little roast. There's a creamy thing. So it's almost like a mocha latte or something in there. You know, the coffee's on the light side. Mm-hmm. There is... There's sweetness and vanilla to come, and there's oakiness. Uh, there's a lot of warming... From the alcohol too. Uh, this is a this is a warm hug. Mm -hmm. A bit of like a malt syrup type thing in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so good. Not a lot of soy. The soy is more in the aroma than in the flavor. But there's umami there. Mm -hmm. But it should it doesn't go deep into yeah. the soy stuff. Well, that's good. I mean, that would yeah. really this that mm -hmm. would take away from the hugginess. Yes, it would make it I seem agree. more um, Baltic or something like that. Where this one is like. So they said they start with their English-style Imperial Stout. This kind of softness and sweetness, you know, this is like what I see more in American or American Double Stout, Imperial Stout, you know, not necessarily English-style. Mm -hmm. English-style seems to go a little more on the ashy, smoky side. There's a bit of, and don't think that I'm insulting mm -hmm. maybe when I say this, there's a bit of Coca-Cola in there. What I mean is... A little bit of the sort of nutmeg and um, mm -hmm. sweetness that comes yeah. with Coca-Cola. Wow. Wow beer. This is a wow beer. <laughs> if we do that with the... I mean, if you look at the beers we've yeah, had over the past so 20 episodes... Beers, oh. yeah. 
I want to share this beer with, with like everyone out there. This is special. Yeah, have Heather try this. Mm-hmm. Oh, she'd like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She'd drink it all. I'm not going to share it with her. <laughs> uh, it's very, very good. Yes. Um, this is a beer you just kind of want to sit with. I poured yeah. us really small samples. I probably only poured us like three and a half, four mm-hmm. ounces each. Um, you know, so we can get through this in time. But if we had like a six ounce or eight ounce sample, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a good hour, right? That is, yeah. that is sit in. It's probably under like the mysteries of life. 60 degrees. And I'd even like it to get warmer. Oh yeah. You know, it's like. This could go warmer, and because I don't feel like there's any off well, we flavors. We can tell exactly what it is because this is all charged up. Sixteen degrees Celsius, sixty-two point four. sides oligarch. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting. Yeah, that's I'm, that's a funny name, like be, you know, because Russian, of, instead of czar right. or whatever, now it's like the modern. Mm-hmm. The modern czar is the oligarch. Um, yeah, I'm still getting a Coca-Cola thing from here, and I think that's good. Okay. I, but I think that it's it's an interesting like those warming spices, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it, there's a lot of nutmeg and Coke, and I think that there that there's sort of nutmeg going on mm-hmm. here. That's really good. It's a pretty good beer. I wonder if you uh, put some coca leaves in there. Might be good, too. (laughs) Coca-Cola still uses coca leaves, but they take all the cocaine out. Mm. So they say. So they say. Really, you don't want to hurt the sales numbers too badly. (laughs) All right, final beer of the night. Another good one, I think. This one has a reputation. I got this one, House of a Thousand Beers, here in Pennsylvania. So, Pennsylvania prices. This is like a 500 mil bottle for $22. So, are you saying... Uh... Oh, the cork went pop. This is a beer from the Lost Abbey. I think the last beer was a whale too, but uh, yeah, well, but cool. the whales also kind of take like people know about it too. You yeah. can't just have a whale that's great, but oh, I haven't heard yeah, of it. okay, red poppy, yeah, probably a whale from Lost Abbey. I love it when you call me Red Poppy. Uh, a Flanders Red from Lost Abbey, six point five percent alcohol by volume. Brewed uh, from a brown ale base, aged in oak barrels for over 12 months. All right. So it is... Cold colored. Cold, yeah. It is um, slightly hazy. Pour with a bigger head than you get for this kind of beer normally. Cold with a little bit of a redness to it. The aroma you're getting... Like dry, dried fruits, like kind of like prunes... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prune yeah. cherry, like a prune cherry blend, something like that. With a little apricot in there, too, I think. Okay, yeah. It doesn't have a sour, tart nose like the other two sours we mm-hmm. had tonight. This one has a lot more subtle um, 
souring on the aroma. The aroma is less expressive. Uh oh. What's wrong? Um, you know how when you're in the pool and it goes like oh out your nose accidentally. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not, nothing wrong with the beer. It's oh, like, okay. it, it, it's Greg's so reaction was like intense. I'm like, oh my god, is there like, like... no? It's that thing where it just it went through the mm. pipe. But, but it's, it's it's the difference of when you say like, oh, it went down the wrong pipe and you mm. cough a lot. But this is where like when it's you're in the pool in the nose, yeah, yeah. Which is, it was just weird, but not a problem with the beer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I was saying the aroma on this one is not as expressive as the other two sours that we've had tonight, just aroma-wise. I haven't tasted it yet. Uh, what? Yeah, like the souring is kind of subtle. I'm getting those kind of dried fruits, maybe like a, a crusty bread or bread pudding aroma on the malt. Hmm. On to the flavor. That's delicate, right? It's, it's very delicate. So it's 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 rough against the uh, the break side because the break side was really very expressive mm-hmm. and um, uh, and 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 so was the uh, the the glycerin, super expressive. And this is this is much subtler. So how do we how do you deal so, with that? I, I think I mean it's still I, great. I, I'm able to taste it. I don't feel. I don't feel that it's muted because of uh, flight. It's not a question. Well, so so here's here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Greg description here. When I drink this mm. thing, I feel so open ended on the end. It feels kind of like a hyperbolic curve, like like where it's just kind of escaping out. Mm. You know, like it's so wide in this in in airy at the end. Uh, so you said you you don't feel. See, I feel that flight is. I don't know if hurting is the right word, but it's like I need my mouth and buds and flavor and, and taste buds and mm-hmm. uh, aroma buds <laughs> need to need to adjust. Yeah, because there there's a lot of there's a lot of complexity here, mm-hmm. and it's subtle. Yeah, it's subtle. I hear what you're saying, um, and maybe you're maybe I maybe I would take that back. Maybe you're right where it is. Um, you know, kind of missing a bit of harder. It's harder to uh, hear. Yeah, the the melody there. You were just at a rock concert mm-hmm. right near the speakers, and now you go to like a a place that's playing a, a mellow jazz <laughs> or classical music, right? You know, violas and piccolos. Yeah, and there's stuff on there that you can't quite get, mm-hmm. but you can hear that they're there. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm getting, I think Apricot's another note that's in here as mm-hmm. well. You know, this is interesting because it's significantly different from what my stereotypical idea of a Flanders Red is. Oh, yeah. Like, Sweet Tarts isn't in here. I mean, do you agree? No, I would say it's there. Oh, would you? Okay. But it's a, it's, it's a component of a much more... Okay. Complex and inter- interesting thing. There's there it, there's so much going on here. Okay, I mean, yeah, for me, I'm not getting that kind of 
citric acid type sweet tart I'm thing. tasting the poppy. That's awesome. Okay. I'm tasting the poppy seed. Is there actually poppy seed in it? It feels like it. it I'm tasting it. So, you tell me. I just figured that was the uh, the name of the beer. Mm. Yes, there are poppy seeds. Oh, okay. Awesome. Good job. Mmm. 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 <laughs> this show just got interesting quickly in the last three beers. Mmm. The, the, the poppy seeds themselves have... Uh, they, they, they're a bitterness to them, but they also have a... Um... Hmm. How do you describe poppy seeds? Well, you know, they taste like poppy seeds. <laughs> When we get another sip and see if I can nail it down. No, I got nothing. Up. It's, it's going to be you that saves this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this beer, this is kind of a great beer to, I think, introduce. Of, of all the sour beers we had tonight, this is the one you want to introduce people to, to get into sours, I think. I think some of the other ones might have been a little bit too tart, a little bit too um, burny and and abrasing right up front. This one's more subtle. However, that uh, the Hudson Valley Hudson Valley one that tastes like pie hmm. that might have been hooked some some non beer drinkers too. This one, but this one's a little more. This one would hook a wine drinker. The pie one would hook just about anyone. So what's coming to my mind for poppy seed is a little bit of woodiness, like a woody stem, mixed with a bit of parsley and a whole lot of opium and a bit of cucumber. Okay. Parsley, cucumber, and cellulose. A woody stem. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's what I got. It's better than I got. <laughs> that That's like what poppy seeds are to me. But there's more than just poppy seeds mm-hmm. here. But that, that was yeah. the poppy seed part that I could taste. But yeah, it's, this is a... A Flanders that that defies Simple's Flanders. Uh, it's, it's not as tart. It, yeah. it doesn't hit all the main beats that a Flanders Red typically hits. And that's fine, because this beer is interesting. And um, it almost feels like... I don't know. <laughs> I lost my... Lost, lost the poetic train. There's a little there. kiwi in there too. Oh, and yeah, okay, I can go with that. Um. Oh yeah, if you look for kiwi, it certainly. Hmm. 
Mm, Let's go down to the rankings. Something else there, too, though. All right, so we got two beers way down here. <laughs> and we got four beers up here. I got my rankings. I'm going to put the Elvis juice in sixth place. Yeah. You don't say. <laughs> I don't say. The Elvis juice goes in sixth place because it is a fruited IPA. And, you know, they went extinct for some probably good reasons. They didn't go extinct. They're still around and they're still, but they're not like as big as they were. They fell off a cliff. They're lemmings jumped um well so the best thing about the brew dog the elvis juice is those essential oils that were in there were well done they tasted mm. really bright but it's not just not a beer that I, I want really i'll drink it if it's given to me but i don't want that beer i'll put the victory no-brainer in fifth place um, trying to figure out it as an IPA before I figured out I had Pilsner malt was very confusing. Thinking of it as an IPA with Pilsner malt was still, eh. Thinking of it as an Imperial Pils, not so bad. And then the four good beers, uh, like the four like good beers of the <laughs> night. I'm going to put the other half in fourth place. That was the double, mmm which is the Berliner Weiss that had passion fruit and coconut and dragon fruit and vanilla and stuff. Right. I thought that maybe it relied a little too much on the passion fruit. I couldn't get enough of, of other things. Um, it was tart up front. By the time I got to the end of my sample, I was numb to the tartness and I was tasting like the more fruity parts of things like passion fruit. But I would have liked the other components to have been more expressive in that beer. And now, yikes, the top three. Hmm. This might be my, uh, this might be my pass for the year. Hmm. I, I... I know what you're saying. I have my own rankings, but it may surprise you. I don't know. All three beers are the best beer of the night in a certain lens. Mm -hmm. Right? And I don't know how to shake those lenses and order them, right? So go by, just go with your gut. All right. So I think I'm actually going to put the Hudson. Let's let's be clear, and I'll be clear when I do my rankings here. These are all fantastic. Even the double mmm. Even the double mmm was fantastic. But like these top three yeah, were top three. next level, and yeah. all super recommended. All with so yeah. much going for all them. Right. All right, I'll do my rankings. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put the poppy, the red poppy, in third place. I. Thought this beer maybe flight heard it, I but I I thought I could taste the beer. I thought that it was. I loved how it wasn't your run of the mill Flanders Red. I love how it was so open and airy at the end, you know, where it felt like this like curve that was just going off into infinity, and um, 
just had it had subtle flavors, but it was, had complexity to it. And because of flight, um, I might not have got my eyes on as much of the facets of the beer as I might have if it was earlier in the flight. But I still know that that was world class, right? It was wonderful stuff. I'm going to put the Hudson Valley, Hudson River, uh, Hudson, Valley. Hudson Valley Brewery in second place. Um, that beer was just such a good beer cocktail. Tasted like a pie. So well put together. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. I can't wait to drink the rest of the post show. And then I'm going to put the Breakside Imperial Stout in first place. And mostly because this is the Imperial Stout that I've been looking for. <laughs> this is what I want every Imperial Stout to be. And I am often disappointed that they aren't this beer. Mm-hmm. And this is the beer. This one met my highest expectation. And I'm going to give it first place just because that is one of my favorite kinds of beer. An imperial yeah. style like that. I had a feeling you'd rank it that way. And I think that that, you know, that because that's your 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 bias at work yeah. for three amazing beers to put them into this order mm-hmm. is sort of what I would have expected. Because why shouldn't you go with the thing that you love the most? Yeah. My rankings are extraordinarily similar to yours, uh, but they differ. In last place, the Brew Dog, which was none of these were bad. None of these beers are bad. That was fine to good, but you know, mm-hmm. fine to good ain't gonna cut it against these things. Uh, same with the Victory. Fine to good. I liked uh, uh, some of what it was doing. You know, it would win against some really lesser beers, but that was not the case Mm -hmm. that it had against it. Other half is in fourth place. It was really good. But, yeah, these three. And I'm going to put the Lost Appy in third place because the first two were so exceptional. But I'm going to switch. Uh, while the break side was great and all those things, man, that pie. (laughs) (laughs) The pie. It's so good. Mm. So good. I want more, and Jeff is pouring me more, and that's what I wanted, so I'm happy. And uh, with that, that's the show. That's the show. Hudson Valley Brewery. Glycerin. Double Blackberry Peach Sour. Double IPA. So it's double Blackberry, double IPA. Mm-hmm. With Peach Sour in the middle. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening to the show. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit our website for more information. That's craftbeerradio.com. If you want to contact us... Email us the old-fashioned way, beer at craftbeerradio.com. I can smell this all day. It'll make you a believer, Greg.